Section 54 of the Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 11. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shreya Sethi. The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 11 by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton. The 27th Night of the Month, Part 2. On this wise fared it with Salim, but as regards his wife and her mother, when she awoke in the morning and her husband returned not to her with break of dawn, she forbore all manner of calamity, and straight away arising, she dispatched her servants and all who were with her in quest of her spouse. But they happened not on any trace of him, nor could they hear aught of his news. So, she bethought herself concerning the case, and plained and wept and groaned, and sighed and lamed fortune the fickle, bewailing the changes of time, and reciting these couplets. God keep the days of love delight, how passing sweet they were, how joyous and how solaceful was life in them while there. Would he not, who sundered us upon the parting day, how many a body hath he slain, how many a bone laid bare. Sans fault of mine, my blood and tears he shed, and beggared me. Of him I love yet for himself gained not thereby whatever. When she had made an end of her verses, she considered her affair, and said within herself, By Allah! All these things have betided by the predestination of Almighty Allah and His decree, and this upon the forehead was written in lines. Then she landed and walked on, till she came to a spacious place, and an open, where she asked of the folk, and hired a house. Thither she transported forthright all that was in the ship of goods, and sending after brokers, sold all that was with her. Presently she took part of the price and began inquiring of the folk, so haply she might send out tidings of the lost one. And she addressed herself to lavishing arms and preparing medicines for the sick, clothing the naked and watering the ground of the forlorn. She ceased not so doing a whole year, and little by little she sold off her goods and gave charitable gifts to the sick and sorry whereby her report was rooted abroad in the city and the folk abounded in her praise all this while salim lay in fetters and straight prison and melancholy gat hold of him by reason of that whereinto he had fallen off this affliction at last when care waxed on him and calamity grew longsome he fell sick of a sore sickness then the kitchener, seeing his plight, and verily he was like to sink for much suffering, loosed him from the fetters, and bringing him forth of the prison, committed him to an old woman, who had a nose the bigness of a gugglet, and bade her nurse him, and medicine him, and serve him, and entreat him kindly, so haply he might be made whole of that his sickness. Accordingly, the old woman took him, and carrying him to her lodging, began nursing him and giving him to eat and drink. And when he was delivered of that torment, he recovered from the malady which had afflicted him. 
Now the old woman had heard from the folk of the lady who gave alms to the sick, and indeed the news of her bounties reached the poor and rich. So she arose and, bringing out Salim to the door of her house, laid him upon a mat and wrapped him in an arbor gown and sat over against him. Presently it befell that the lady passed by them, and the old woman, seeing her, rose to her and blessed her, saying, "O oh, my daughter." O thou to whom belong goodness and beneficence and charity and alms doing, know that this young man is a foreigner, and indeed lack and lice and hunger and nakedness and cold slay him. When the lady heard this, she gave her alms and presented her with a part of that which was with her, and indeed her charitable heart inclined to Salim, but she knew him not for her spouse. The old woman received the alms from her and carrying it to Salim took part for herself and with the rest bought him an old shirt in which she clad him after she had stripped him of that he had on. Then she threw away the frock she had taken from off him and arising forthwith washed his body of that which was thereon of grime and scented him with somewhat of scent. She also bought chickens and made him broth. So he ate, and his life returned to him, and he abode with her in all comfort of condition till the morrow. Next morning, the old woman said to Salim, When the lady cometh to thee, arise and buss her hand, and say to her, I am a homeless man, and indeed cold and hunger kill me, so haply she may give thee somewhat that thou mayest expend upon thy case. And he answered, To hear is to obey. Then she took him by the hand, and carrying him without her house, seated him at the door, and as he sat, behold, the lady came up to him, whereupon the old woman rose to her, and solemn kissed her hand, and looking at her the while blessed her. But when he saw her, he knew her for his wife, so he shrieked and shed tears and groaned and plained, at which she came up to him, and threw herself upon him, for indeed she knew him with all knowledge, even as he knew her. So she hung to him, and embraced him, and called to her serving men, and attendants, and those who were about her, and they took him up, and carried him forth of that stead. When the old woman saw this, she cried out to the cook within the house, and he said to her, Fare thou before me. So she forewent him, and he ran after her, and ceased not running till he overtook the party, and seizing Salim, exclaimed, What aileth you to take my slave lad? Whereupon the queen cried out at him, saying, Know that this is my husband, whom I had lost. And Salim also cried out, saying, Mercy, mercy, I appeal to Allah and to the Sultan against this Satan. Therewith, a world of folk straightway gathered together, and loud rose the cries and the clamours between them. But the most part of them said, Carry their case up to the Sultan. So they referred the matter to the king, who was none other than Salim's sister Salma. Then they repaired to the palace, and the dragoman went into Salma and said to her, O king of the age, here is a Hindi woman, who cometh from the land of Hind, and she hath laid hands on a servant, a young man, claiming him as her husband, who hath been lost to her these two years, 
and she journeyed not hither save for his sake and in very sooth these many days she hath done arms deeds in thy city and here is a fellow a kitchener who declareth that the young man is his slave when the queen heard these words her vitals quivered and she groaned from a grieving heart and called to mind her brother and that which had betided him then she bade those around her bring them between her hands and when she saw them she knew her brother and was about to cry aloud but her reason restrained her yet she could not prevent herself rising up and sitting down at last however she enforced her soul to patience and said to them let each and every of you acquaint me with his case so salim came forward and kissing the ground before the king lauded him and related to him his story from first to last until the time of their coming to that city he and his sister telling him how he had entered the place and had fallen into the hands of the cook and that which had betided him and whatso he had suffered from him of beating and collars of fetters and pinioning till the man had made him his brother's mameluke a bottom slave and how the brother had sold him in hind and he had become king by marrying the princess and how life was not lovesome to him till he should foregather with his sister and now the same cook had fallen in with him a second time and had pinioned and fettered him brief he acquainted her with that which had betided him of sickness and sorrow for the space of a whole year when he had made an end of his speech his wife straightways came forward and told her story from incept to termination how her mother bought him from the cook's partner and the people of the kingdom came under his rule nor did she cease telling till she came in her history to that city and acquainted the king with the manner of her meeting her husband when she had made an end of her adventure the kitchener exclaimed alack what befalls us from lying rascals by allah o king this woman lieth against me for this youth is my rearling and he was born of one of my slave girls he fled from me and i found him again when the queen heard the last of the talk she said to the cook the decree between you shall not be save in accordance with justice then she dismissed all those who were present and turning to her brother said to him indeed thy truth is established with me and the sooth of thy speech and praised be allah who hath brought about reunion between thee and thy wife so now be gone with her to thy country and cease to seek thy sister salma and depart in peace but hearing this salim replied by allah by the might of the all-knowing king i will not turn back from seeking my sister till i die or i find her inshallah then he called his sister to mind and impoverished from a heart disappointed troubled afflicted these couplets o thou who blamest me for my heart in anger twitting me hadst tasted what my heart did taste thou wouldst be pitying me by allah o my childe for my sister leave ah leave my heart to mourn its grief and feel the woes befitting me indeed i grew to hold her dear privily publicly and in my bosom bides a pang at no time quitting me 
and in my vitals burns a flame that never was equaled by the fire of hell and blazeth high to death committing me. Now when his sister Salma heard what he said, she could no longer restrain her soul, but threw herself upon him and discovered to him her case. When he knew her, he threw himself upon her swooning a while, after which she came to himself and cried, Lauded be the Lord, the bountiful, the beneficent. Then they plained each to other, of that they had suffered from the pangs of parting, whilst Salem's wife wondered at this, and Salma's patience and endurance pleased her. So she saluted her with the salam, and thanked her for her fair boons, saying, By Allah, O my lady, all that we are in of gladness never befell us, save by thy blessing. So praised be Allah who deigned vouchsafe us thy sight. Then they tarried all three, Salma, Salim, and his wife, in joy and happiness, and delight three days veiled from the folk. And it was bruited abroad in the city that the king had found his brother, who was lost for many a year, and had saved him from the cook's house. On the fourth day, all the troops and the lieges assembled together to see the king, and standing at his gate, craved leave to enter. Salma bade admit them, so they entered, and paid her royal suit and service, and gave her joy of her brother's safe return. She bade them do homage to Salim, and they consented, and swear fealty to him, after which they kept silence a while, so they might hear what the king should command. Then quoth Salma, Ho ye gathering of soldiers and subjects, ye wot that ye forced me willingly to accept the kingship, and besought me thereof, and I consented to your desires, anent my being raised to rule over you. And I did this against my will, for I would have you know that I am a woman, and that I disguised myself, and donned man's dress, so peradventure my case might be concealed when I lost my brother. But now Allah hath deigned reunite me with my brother, and it is no longer lawful to me that I be king and sultan over the people, and I a woman, because there is no sultanate for women, when as men are present. For this reason, and it suit you, set my brother on the throne of the kingdom, for this is he, and I will busy myself with the worship of Allah the Most High and thanksgiving to him for my reunion with my brother. Or, an ye prefer it, take your kingship and make whom ye will ruler and liege lord thereof. Upon this, the folk all cried out, saying, We accept him to king over us. And they did him suit and service and gave him joy of the kingship. So the preachers preached a sermon in his name, and the court poets praised him. And he lavished largesse upon the soldiery, and the suit and overwhelmed them with favours, and was prodigal to the rewards of justice and equity, with goodly policy and polity. When he had effected this much of his effect, he caused bring forth the cook and his household to the divan, but spared the old woman who had nursed him, because she had been the cause of his deliverance. When all assembled without the town, and he tormented the cook, and those who were with him with all manner torments, 
after which he did him to die by the foulest of deaths, and burning him with fire, scattered his ashes far and wide in the air. After this, Salim abode in the governance, invested with the Sultanate, and ruled the people a whole year, when he returned to Al-Mansura, and sojourned there another year. And he and his wife ceased not to go from city to city, and tarry in this a year and that a year, till he was vouchsafed children, and they grew up, whereupon he appointed him of his sons, who was found fitting to be his deputy in one kingdom, and he ruled in the other, and he lived, he and his wife and children, what while Almighty Allah willed, nor continued the vizier, O king of the age, is this story rarer or stranger than the king of Hind and his wronged and envied minister? When the king heard this, his mind was occupied, and he bade the vizier hie to his own house. End of section 54 Recording by Shreya Sethi